0: Welcome to Actor 101 with Lauren and Marie. Hi, Lauren. Hey, Marie. Hi, Hi, everybody. Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome back.
0: Yeah, I just want to start by saying happy Mother's Day.
1: Oh, yes. Happy Mother's Day to you, too.
0: Did you have a great day yesterday?
1: I did. I did. I got breakfast my 10 year old made eggs and pancakes and it was
0: very good and your dog chewed up some things (laughs) (sighs) yes some more drywall
1: drywall this time and and for dessert it was the bottom of the stairs
0: I swear, those puppies. I
1: know. We took her to the dog park to get some energy out. So she was nice and tired when she got home.
0: Well, that's always good. I had to move my um, freshman out of college this weekend. (laughs) How was that? Well, you're going to laugh because he came in here to do a self-tape with you. And when he was waiting, he was like, yeah, I've been cleaning my room for three hours with my roommate. So Jacob and I, his older brother and I, went in to move him out on Friday and literally, it looked like a bomb went off in there. I was oh like, three hours? What did this room look like before <laughs> the three hours? Were you really cleaning for three hours? Oh, my gosh. So, um, And Jacob says to him, dude, how do you even bring a girlfriend in here? I mean, <laughs> it was unbelievable. But apparently, Jacob tells me, well, mom, this is how... Boys live in dorms. I'm like, really? Because this is kind of disgusting. I'm not gonna yeah.
1: lie. Ugh. I'm th- kind of thankful I have girls. <laughs> uh,
0: I washed every little piece of anything that came home. That's hysterical. I had so much laundry. Even the things that were washed, I washed again. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so there was all that. Oh,
1: anyway,
0: man. it's good to have them all home.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Okay, so let's get to the nitty gritty today and talk about. You get an agent. You get a manager. Now what?
1: Yeah, agency manager etiquette. That is what we're discussing today. Um, I just want to start by saying, though, all the things we're going to discuss today are pretty broad terms, I would say kind of advice we're giving today is sort of a broad spectrum. I mean, every rep is different, of course. But just as a collection, I think that these kind of things that we're going to discuss today are going to be kind of rules to go by and part apply to everybody, I think.
0: I would agree. And I would say one of the first things to do if you don't have a rep yet is in the process of people being interested in you is make sure you're interviewing them to see if it's a good fit.
1: Yeah. Getting into a relationship with an agent or a manager is is kind of like dating. You, know, you really want to make sure it's a good fit. You want to make sure that you're on the same page. Is this person excited about me? First and foremost, excitement about you should be the number one thing. I feel like if you're chasing them down and following up and Chasing them down to see about repping you, then maybe that's not a good sign.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I have seen that. I narrative have too. said to me, "Oh, I've sent this email and another email and another tape and another tape." And I'm thinking to myself, and I've told them, "You guys, you want them to be the most excited about you now, because what is it going to be like six months to a year from now if you haven't booked anything? Or, exactly. If they're not excited about you now, so absolutely." The other thing I would say on your part, once you do get an agent or a manager is what do you do?
1: Got to keep everything updated, guys. You know, you've got to keep up your end of the bargain as far as your headshots and your acting sites, you know, whether it be casting networks, Actors Access, Casting Frontier. Make sure that your stats are updated, your resume is updated, union status, all of the above. Make sure your headshots aren't outdated. You know, you need to look like your pictures, guys. That's That's your calling card. So that, I think, is actually the most important. But yeah, keep everything updated.
0: And that is an expectation across the board. Absolutely. The other thing I would say is when auditions come in, make sure you're replying all in case you have a team. So the assistants or managers are seeing it as well as your reps and respond whether or not you are passing or you're going to actually be doing the tape.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Let everybody know, guys, is this something that you're going to tape or is it something you're passing on? And if you are passing on material, be specific to why you are passing on the material, so that your rep can translate that over to casting. Uh, should casting ask why you know the client is passing?
0: The other thing I want to say is get your tapes in on time, because this is something that happens where you're getting it in at the last minute. I said never wait to the last minute. Never. A lot of things could go wrong. And then you miss the deadline day. And then you're calling and begging for oh, your for reps to get in for an extension. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to use an extension unless you absolutely need it. And it's an emergency.
1: Absolutely, guys, as far as getting your tapes in on time, you know, there should be a happy medium. Don't rush your tapes. Don't think that you know, my rep sent me an appointment today at two o'clock and I want to have it in their hot little hands by 7 p.m. tonight. Don't don't do that, guys. Take your time and, and prepare a good audition. But if that tape is due by 5 p.m. the next day, please don't be getting in at 4 50. I mean, give your reps some time to download, watch. Um, there should be, you know, time in case they ask you to retape as well. You don't want to, you know, send it in so last minute that you don't have an opportunity to perfect it more if there is room to perfect it more.
0: And one of the things that my kids do when they get a tape in is they'll respond. And if they are getting coached and taped by Lauren, I'll use her as an example, we'll tell the time and the date so they know when that's happening. Because sometimes we can't get in until closer to that due date. We want to let them know that we are taping and we're getting it professionally taped. Not that you always have to get them professionally taped, but if you're going to be getting in that close, you want to let them know why. Also, you want to make sure your tapes are really good. So, you don't have to self tape. (laughs) Your lighting is good. Your sound is good. Yeah. Rewatch that tape.
1: Yeah. They need to see and hear you beautifully.
0: Also, you want to ask your rep how they want that uploaded. Some want them right directly to them before they upload them, some want them to upload right to the acting site. So, you need to find that out Mm -hmm. and make sure that everything is labeled correctly.
1: Yes. Please pay attention to the labeling, you guys. A lot of casting directors are very specific in how they need it labeled as they file it away or send it off to their producers or director. Please be um, conscientious of that because they're getting a sea of tapes. They don't have time to relabel everything. So that is on you guys. You don't want to let something as simple as not labeling a tape correctly be a reason that the audition becomes sabotaged because it doesn't get filed correctly.
0: Those are the basics. Those we know, are basic. We know those. Those are things everybody should be doing. But let's talk about the nitty gritty of things that we hear from agents and managers. Ooh, okay, let's do it. Okay, let's dig in. One of the things that I'll hear an audition will come in, it'll give you the breakdown and have all these different roles. Lauren, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Bob is your role, but you want to audition for Dylan, but you didn't get asked for Dylan. What do you do?
1: nothing. You read for Bob.
0: That's exactly right.
1: (laughs) Do not bother your agent or your manager by saying, you know, I read the breakdown and I really think, you know, that I'm more the Dylan character. No, you were requested for Bob. You are to read Bob. If casting sees you reading for Bob and decides that maybe you're a better Dylan, they will then come back and say, yes, actually, we would like your client to read for Dylan. But no, you are not dictating the requests from casting. I'm sorry to be harsh about this, but read for the role you were requested for.
0: Okay, so now you've done the audition, you send it in. One of the things I hear as well, hey, so I'm getting ghosted. I don't hear anything.
1: I've got no feedback. So here's what I think about that. When agents or managers would call me and ask for feedback on a pre-read, and a pre-read, for those of you that don't know, is the very first round of auditions. A pre-read is when the actor basically just reads for casting. Callbacks are usually with directors or producers, depending upon which medium you're auditioning for, film or television. But if a pre-read has occurred and an agent or a manager calls and asks for feedback, I'm going to say the callback is the feedback. Please don't ask for any kind of you know, detailed information about how your how your audition went for a pre-read. There's too many. It's too much for casting to be able to give individual feedback for. Now, I think it is more appropriate if an actor does have a callback that they can ask their agent or manager, look, you know, I just did my callback with the director. I thought it went really well. Can we kind of see where 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 I'm at? How did it go? Is it moving forward? I think then it's a little more appropriate because it's a specific Specific instance where you know you have been truly selected to to move forward in the audition process, but otherwise, no. I would definitely say for pre reads, do not ask for feedback. You will not get any.
0: And the other thing that's happened to my child when he's been put on hold for a project, we usually wait a while before we'll go back and ask our manager or agent, hey, have we heard anything? It's so we it's just so kind of each project is a little bit different. You can kind of tell by the breakdown of when it's filming. So if it's filming out, you know, you can wait a little bit. If it's filming within the next month, obviously, we're not going to be waiting a month. So right, I would exactly. say look at that breakdown before you ask for sure. Uh, The other thing that I've heard, I don't know if you've heard this one, Lauren. Hey, this movie is filming here or this actor is filming here. Is there any roles for my kid?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you can be sure, guys, if your agent in, you know, especially let's use, for instance, here in Dallas, uh, if something is shooting here in Dallas, you can rest assured your local agent will be on top of it to submit for any local hire roles that they can absolutely submit you on. They know that it's coming. (laughs) They know the market. They know that it's coming. So don't don't worry about that, people.
0: Auditions. You don't feel like you're getting enough auditions. What do you do? So, uh, Okay, can I add to this first? Yeah,
1: please. It's a tough, it's a loaded question. It is a
0: loaded question, but sometimes parents were asking their reps, why aren't I getting auditions? And it was Christmas time. Right. I, okay. Okay. So this is the first thing.
1: Yes. Let's look at... Go ahead, Marie.
0: You need to understand the ebb and flow of when they're busy and when they're not. And at Christmas time, the industry takes off for a couple of weeks.
1: Oh, yeah. They're gone.
0: Yeah. So you shouldn't be asking, where are my auditions? There are no auditions.
1: No. Production shut down. Agents and manager offices closed down as well. I mean, they're they're literally not working for a few weeks, you know? And so if they're not working, that means you're not getting auditions and there's nothing to audition for. Everything closes down for the holidays.
0: I would also say there are times within the season where you'll be really, really busy and other other times you won't. You'll have a ton of auditions and then all of a sudden it'll be dry for a couple of weeks or um, up to a month. It just depends on what time of year it is. So make sure you know when it is pilot season, when it is episodic season.
1: Let's discuss that. Pilot season, that is for the main Networks, you know, NBC, CBS, ABC, they are generally casting about 120 pilots a year between late January to mid March. It's about a 10 week window. And that is famously known as pilot season. Now, with streaming platforms on the rise the way it is, it's kind of depleted that a little bit. And auditions for pilots are more year round now they generally seem to slow down a little bit in the summers. But for the most part, it's a pretty consistent thing around, you know, around the year for the streaming platforms to be casting. Episodic is when, you know, the series that have been picked up are shooting their episodes for the season. And that generally is in the fall. So thinking more around maybe end of August, going into November, just before Christmas. And those couple of months are when you're going to see a lot of the guest star, co-star uh, roles being offered in auditioning for. So,
0: Okay, with that being said, we are in a writer's strike right now. So yes. there are a few auditions coming in. Yes. But a lot slower. Very. And we don't know how long those auditions are going to happen. So just realize, A, we're in summer. It's slower, typically. Yes. And we're in a writer strike. So this would probably be not the best time to be saying, hey, where are my auditions?
1: Absolutely not. Everybody's frustrated. Trust me, the reps are frustrated too that there's nothing coming in because remember everyone, when you're not working, they're not making money. So it is a frustration on both ends. So give each other some grace and just understand the given circumstances, which are, you know, we're in a writer's strike and it's summer. So not a good combination.
0: Okay, so one of the things I think you should probably do Maybe once a quarter is reach out to your agent just to touch base. What would you say?
1: Absolutely, I think it's smart to do that. Like you know, and I always say, give them an update on something. You know, hey, I'm I'm taking classes at XYZ Studio now, and I'm taking this really great sitcom class, and really trying to hone in on my half hour comedy chops. You know, Um, something like that, just to kind of give them a bit of information about what you're up to, but not being too verbose and too overwhelming with any updates. Just it's a nice little touch Touch in, say hi, here's a little bit about me and what I've been up to lately.
0: Yeah, I would say if you're going to do that, especially here, since we do so many casting director workshops, and if you're in class already, you could always once a quarter, just write your rep and say, hey, I've done these casting director workshops in addition to the St. Lawrence, just to give you an update, hope all is well. One of the things I always tell everybody, don't just be a one-way street. Have a conversation, even in your email of, how are you? How are you doing? Yes, I've seen this multiple times where they just read down, they just want information. It's only about you and you need to make sure that it's about both of you. It is a relationship. So have that communication. Remember, these are people.
1: Yes. And and I'd have to say, and not that I'm trying to target, but a lot of my my young adults tend to kind of come at those emails a little bit more direct and don't really have that finesse, you know, of okay how are you hope you're well how's your family you know things like that just you know make sure that again what marie said it's a two-way street be respectful and and, and don't make it sound like you're just coming at them with with one you know single notion you know you want to make sure that you're asking how they're doing they're human too and keep your email short short
0: <laughs> we are not writing a life story here no they just don't have time
1: this kind of ties in uh, and I'm just gonna go there it kind of ties into holidays too a lot of these reps work super hard and when the holidays come around you know you have to remember everybody that they don't make money until you're making money and so if you're going a full year and you haven't booked anything they're essentially working for free until until something happens and so don't forget that around the holidays you know if you don't have a a lot to to give that's okay but make sure whatever you're giving is meaningful you know you know if you, if you know your rep likes a nice pinot grigio get her a decent bottle of wine you know it doesn't have to be fancy or super expensive but something that they'll appreciate and enjoy don't get them gift baskets of coffees and trinkets that they don't even eat or drink or will use i you know i don't know i just i just feel like be thoughtful in In your gift giving, I I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: Okay, so maybe if you don't know your rep well, give them a gift card. And if you do know them a little bit better, then get them something that's very specific to them. Exactly. I think that's what you're trying to say. I think it is. You would be correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The other thing I would say is have open communication with your rep, but make sure that you guys are picking what kind of conversations you're having, meaning that you're not calling them every other day, every week. Make sure that it's something that's really, really important.
1: For sure. One of the big things that happens is a lot of times these parents or actors have these full conversations in their own heads about issues they're having with their rep, you know, not getting enough auditions or feeling the communication isn't there or not feeling important enough. And they have these conversations with themselves or with other actors or with other parents, but they don't have them straight directly with the rep themselves that you're having the issue with. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they'll just drop the rep and the rep is scratching their head going, wait a second, I had no indication that anything was wrong. There was no conversations had. And now all of a sudden out of a clear blue sky you are just dropping me, you know, and then of course to the parent or the the young actor, they're thinking, well, I've had this conversation. Well, you have had it with everybody but the person that you were supposed to have the conversation with. So just remember that too, everyone. You know, if you're unhappy with a rep, have a conversation first. Don't get the reputation of just dropping out of the clear blue sky. It's a small business. It's a small... um community rather. You don't want to get that reputation. Yeah, at least call them. Give them a call.
0: Sometimes I think, especially young actors, they'll get a rep so quickly and they take that for granted.
1: Yeah, they don't understand how truly difficult it is to find a good solid rep you know, someone that's reputable and can garner you some fabulous auditions.
0: Make sure that you're doing your part because the first thing that somebody will say is, well, I'm doing my part, but are you really doing your part? Yeah. Only reaching out when you really need something. Are you checking in with them to make sure that they're okay as well as you when you're having those conversations? Are you making sure that all your tapes are in on time and and you're doing good work and you're training?
1: Absolutely. Just as a side note, another just sort of little thing that i've kind of noticed that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of this um etiquette is that parents mostly well and i guess some actors too but mostly the parents like to talk to each other and compare you know their kids journeys with each other and i think a lot of times too they'll go on these internet you know social media sites of groups that you know kind of talk about all the auditions and where the productions are at and all this stuff and i i know that agents and managers would agree with me because I've had plenty of these conversations, but I would stay away from those types of forums and and getting involved with those kind of conversations because a lot of times it's just gossip or hearsay and it's not accurate. And then uh, I've just noticed a lot of times parents and actors get their, you know, feathers ruffled over things that they're hearing, which isn't actually based in fact. So, you know, I would just say stay out of those types of things, keep your nose um, to the grindstone in terms of your training and doing what you're needing to be doing for your rep and just keeping that consistent and strong and not getting distracted.
0: Well, I also think one of the things that happens is when people are looking for a rep, they will listen to everybody else. And this is where the interview comes. That's so important because what somebody else's experience is might not be your experience. Everybody's experience is going to be different. My kiddo's experience someplace may be great. It may not be great for somebody else. I don't know for whatever reason that is. It doesn't mean that that person is a bad rep or a manager or anything else. So uh, even if you've had an experience where you've moved around, my suggestion to you would be to be grateful for what you had, take for what you've learned from that and just move on. Don't be talking. That wraps everything up. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at actor101 underscore. We drop new episodes every Thursday morning. And we are so grateful that you tuned in.
1: Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.